Hey guys, David Reeves here. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Hope you enjoy. And remember, you can catch a new episode every Wednesday at noon central on all your streaming devices. Most of these podcasts have visuals, so if you want to see the entire video, check them out at creationsuperstore.com. They're available on DVD or digital download. All right, let's get to it. Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of Wonders Without Number. In each episode, we talk about breaking discoveries in science, which reveal that our Creator, the God of the Bible, has left a pattern of His fingerprints throughout the universe. Check out our other resources at davidreeves.com. Sign up for email updates to have encouraging nuggets sent straight to your inbox. Subscribe to our free monthly magazine and like us on Facebook for daily inspiration and education regarding science and the Bible. Join me today with my guest, an emergency room physician who analyzes prophetic patterns he finds all throughout the scripture and relates that to scientific fields of discovery. We're going to be talking about holy bones. Learn more right now on Wonders Without Number. Welcome to Wonders Without Number. I'm David Reeves, and today we want to inform and inspire you regarding the wonders we find all around us, an infinite number of wonders that point us directly to our Creator, the God of the Bible. You know, God's fingerprint can be found everywhere we look, from the furthest galaxy in the cosmos to the microscopic world of genetics and DNA. But ultimately, all scientific fields are drawing us closer to an understanding that the universe shows design, not accidental chance. That includes you and me. You are wonderfully made. We're giving you the tools that you need to defend your Christian faith, and we're going to kick it off right now with this week's Heavens Declare. We brush it, cut it, curl it, straighten it, shave it, gel it, spike it, and dye it. But have we ever really stopped and thought about it? The hair found on our heads, and pretty much everywhere else on our bodies except our palms and soles, is incredibly complex. Not that that should surprise us. The more we look, the more we realize everything about us is complex. Our heads hold about 100,000 hairs, but that does vary according to the individual. Now, if you count all the hairs found on our bodies, the number reaches about 5 million. There are as many hairs per square inch on your forehead as on the top of your head. These tiny hairs are called vellus hairs, while the ones on the top of your head are called terminal hairs. So the next time you visit your doctor, tell him it's serious. You've got terminal hair. You were born with every hair follicle you'll ever have, and in most cases, that follicle will continue growing hairs your whole life. Even if you're balding, you're still producing hairs. You've just switched from growing terminal hairs to growing vellus hairs. Now, hair follicles are tube-like depressions in your skin. Fragile living cells deep in the follicle will die to produce a tough fiber called hair. Hair grows about three-tenths the thickness of a dime each day. This is a complicated process involving tens of thousands of little buttons that must unbutton and rebutton to allow the hair to emerge in a controlled fashion. Now, after a period of growth, the hair will stop growing for a specified period of time. A new hair starts growing under that hair, and the old hair is shed. This process is especially important for animals. 
If their hair didn't fall out, it would get filthy and tangled in trees, grass, or underbrush. Now, hair isn't very pretty when you look at it under a microscope. It appears to be covered with overlapping roof tiles. Now, these tiles, called cuticles, are flattened dead cells. They keep the hair from knotting up every time it comes into contact with another hair. The cuticle also keeps the hair securely locked into the follicle until it's time for that hair to be shed. Without this lock, animals would lose their hair far too easily and would likely freeze to death. When it comes time to shed the hair, special enzymes start breaking down the cuticle, allowing the hair to fall out. How amazing is it to know that according to the Bible, the same God who created the hairs on our head knows their ever-changing number. That's how much He cares for each of us. As the psalmist says, we're wonderfully made. I'm David Reeves. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. And now let's meet my guest. Dr. Chuck Thurston of Science and Wonders is an emergency room physician with over 30 years of experience. Between medical mission trips and long night shifts in the ER, he has traveled the world documenting many of the infallible proofs that confirm the biblical record. Chuck, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's great to have you here. And uh, I, I see a couple of different things here. Uh, who is this? Well, we have a guest. This is Bible Bucky. Bible Bucky. He's actually a pirate from the 17th century. And you are about to do surgery on him with this well, saw? I'm a sawbones. You're a sawbones. I'm, yeah, I'm not, this is not for surgery. This, oh. is for, this is a worship instrument. A saw? Yes, it is. I, I wanted to take it and play it, a saw, at the Western Wall. And, and the security guards there in front of all the Israeli defense forces and special forces and stuff said, you can't take it, it's a weapon. I said, it's not a weapon, it's a musical instrument. Play something. Uh-huh. Okay, I play something. At the Western Wall. So I said, well, I played at the Western Wall. It's a, uh, uh, we'll, just, we'll see how it goes here. Okay. That is, that is, of course, Hatikva. Yeah. I looked up, and there were tears in the eyes of these Israeli defense forces. They were sobbing. They had their hands over their hearts. It was very touching. They said, take it, take it, Blake, go take it. Wow. It was wonderful. How about that? I appreciated that? them allowing to do that. Yeah. So even, even instruments that could be used as a weapon can be used for the Lord's praise as well. Yes. Praise and worship. We made Bible Bucky surrender his weapon before he came in. Uh, absolutely, except, <laughs> it's, except it's pointed towards me. No? Pointed that, there we go. That's good. <laughs> uh, no, no. Tell me, um, tell me a little bit about your background. You're in the medical industry. You've well, helped I, a lot of people, right? I started out as a child <clears throat> and then rapidly <laughs> progressed to medical school and became the only doctor in three counties in West Texas after a year of internship and three years of medical school. I took care of about 10,000 people in a 10,000 square mile area with an airplane and a couple clinics on the Rio Grande. Wow. That's where I actually learned medicine was from my patients there. Yeah. 
Uh, I later became board certified in emergency medicine and grandfathered in mm -hmm. because they didn't have residency programs when I graduated that long ago. And I've done medical missions to, to Haiti, Honduras, Belize, Guatemala, uh, uh, lots of uh, some some stuff in Jordan and Israel. We've done some uh, archaeological things and some videos and ministry. We're working on a hospital right now in Hebron in the Palestinian Authority right? trying to get them some medical care. So oh. we're working on that. That's great. That's great. And you said you started out as a child. Did you ever get over the child part? No. No. Okay. I was born in the basement and never brought up. <laughs> <laughs> a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen to that. And I use that in the emergency room a lot because people who are crazy, who are yeah. psychotic, who are paranoid schizophrenics, yeah. do not experience pleasure yeah. at, of any kind. And the only one I'm allowed to test in the emergency room is humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obvious reasons. Oh, that's great. That is great. Uh, you deal with a lot in, in the emergency room. Everything. Yeah. It's actually the hardest job in the whole world. Yeah. Uh, I laugh at the stress air traffic controllers have. Uh, and if you don't think it's hard, you're not doing it right. It's, huh. it, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it needs to be serious. You take it seriously and you do things seriously. And anybody that's worked with me will know that I have to put a lot of humor in there just to keep things from falling apart and crying. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I can't can't even imagine. Well, you, you do that, but you also put education in there as well, and a scriptural message, a, a biblical message. Well, in the emergency department, and as a licensed physician, yeah, I take care of the body. Yeah, but doctor means teacher. Okay, and I'd much rather prevent disease than cure it. Okay, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and you get repaid for it the same way. Yeah. Okay, prevention is not not very lucrative. But taking the bullet out is very lucrative, and I would rather spend more time in prevention, but maybe for a little more than the ounce of prevention usually uh, is allowed to charge. Well, and that's the thing. Taking, <laughs> taking the bullet out, you said, is very lucrative, but, uh, but the prevention would include uh, loving your neighbor as yourself. The prevention would include uh, thou shalt not kill, right? The most powerful preventive medicine is the Word of God and His faith. Huh because the hardest thing to do with patients is to get them to accept your advice and follow it and comply. And their heart has to go along with it. They have to believe and know for sure that you care f about them before they'll let you care f for them. Interesting. That makes a lot of sense, though. Right. you got to get your fingers dirty. Yeah. Get right down in, 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 into the mess and, and talk to them. I don't like gloves. I don't like masks. I don't like indirect contact. And I don't like computers. Yeah. I, I like to be able to go lay hands on a patient and talk to them, and then tremendous things happen. Uh, the Lord will give me thousands of scriptures for each person as I go into a room. Wow. And he just will give me advice. I don't know how much of it to accept. I have to test everything. It says test the spirits to see if they be of God. So I don't think every little whim comes into my head and say, that must be God telling me Sure. Something. I still stick with the disciplines that I've learned in, in science. But not just them. I also am not like King Asa, who was diseased in his feet and sought only to the physicians and not to the Lord. Uh -huh. I seek both. And we start with God. He should be the first opinion. And you let the Holy Spirit guide. Right. Uh, when you look at the, let's just say, the human skeletal system, uh, some people, many people, in fact, most in your profession, I might say at least over 50%, are going to say, you know what, this just happened over several million years of evolution where an ape-like creature evolved other mechanisms and different bone shapes and structures until finally we had ourselves. Right. This can't have been an accident. It's uh -huh. too structurally and poetic. Uh -huh. Poetry 
has logic and, and has reason and has intent in it. Okay. And there's intent built into the whole structure. And many of the things that the body codes that we've been doing show, don't, people don't have a, a shelf to put them on. So we're going to try to give you a little bit of a shelf in the form of a skeleton to flesh out. Absolutely. Uh, and you're saying uh, when you look at things, when you look at the human body, it has intent. Mm -hmm. It's almost like saying the same thing as when we look at an automobile. We see that an intelligence put a lot of thought to make sure that automobile does what it's supposed to do. It says in Hebrews, things that were made were not made of things which do appear. Yes. The jigs that put that car together in the factory at yeah. the auto plant aren't, avail aren't, aren't visible to you when you're driving your car around. But they exist. But the jigs are there, and the jig was the Word of God and His Word and His uh, plan. He had a plan for your life, and he, he had a plan for your skeleton, He had a plan for your muscles, He had a plan for your heart, and He still does, but it's not readily apparent. Uh, things that are made, are not made, we're not made of things which do appear. Yeah. If I lack wisdom, I ask of God who gives liberally. He gives it to whenever I ask to. That doesn't mean I'm always right. Mm -hmm. That means I, I have to work out my own salvation and everybody else's with fear and trembling Trimbling. and humility. Yeah. So. Uh, okay, so let's look at, uh, just like the book of Romans says, uh, the things around us, let's take the human skeleton, for example, that show his power and his Godhead. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start with the head. Okay. The top of this guy's head, this is uh, underneath the tricorn, yeah. <laughs> uh, is called the calvarium. Calvarium. And, okay. it mean, and, and, and calvary means place of the skull. Yeah. And so that's a calvarium, and from the, from the calvary where Jesus was crucified, calvarium, the top of his head to the sole of his feet, that's a, it's a pun, play on words, there are some important structures in between. Uh -huh. There are four and 20 elders that hold up the, the head on top of the pelvis. Okay. The four and 20 elders are the seven cervical vertebral bodies, okay. the 12 thoracic bodies, okay. and the five lumbar bodies with the sacrum. Okay. So seven wow. and five and 12 is 24. How about that? So there are 24 elders that hold him up and they sit on a triangular bone right here. Here's a triangular bone right here. This is triangular. Yep, on the back. And, and, I see it. And, it, and, it and, and, it's, and it's because it's triangular, it's Trinitarian, and the early anatomists called it the holy bone. The holy the bone. Os sacrum. All we retain Os is means just bone. holy. Sacrum, okay. Sacred. So it's the sacred bone. And it's, it was that because it encompasses the reproductive organs in women and men also, and it has two wings on either side of it. Okay. They're called ailey. Okay. And, and this is the iliac crest on each side of the pelvis, and they're wings on a, on a holy bone. So it's a flying holy bone that encompasses all of reproduction. Yeah. The first word in the New Testament is, these are the generations of Jesus Christ. Yes. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and, and the book is called Genesis, and it's about the generations, and it's about reproduction, and all of that is sacred. Bereshith really is the, the beginnings right. of, of mankind. Right, and, and their continuation. Okay. Despite the fact that we made wrong choices when Adam, was, he, he, he yeah. had 23 more ribs, if you notice. But, and there's 20, 24 main vertebrae, but there's also the, 24 Well, there's ribs. two sets of 12 ribs. Okay. And so there, there, are, 12, there are 24... 12, 12 ribs on each side. Yeah. There are one, two free ones, and then three, four, five that converge on the rest, mm -hmm. and then uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve that yeah. are together. Yeah. So five is the number of, of grace. Uh -huh. um, 
seven, two sevens is 14. So two sets of seven is 14. And there are 14 generations from Abraham to David and 14 generations from David to the carrying way into Babylon and 14 generations to Jesus. Uh-huh. But there aren't 14 if you read that scripture in Matthew. There are only 13 generations named. Okay. Because Why is the that? 14th generation is the Father God, and He's not. He's just He just goes up to the to the to He to the to, to Mary's father, and did, and did, and he, Joseph wasn't His father. Wow. So it's another proof that God was His father because the name of the Father is left out, but He says there's 14 generations, but, but the only 13 generation. are mentioned. So the numbers are important. Huh. Now these holy bones converge okay. on a sword. There's okay. a sternum. The sternum. Is, it's a sword, it's, and it has a manubrium, which okay. means handle. Okay. It has a, a, a gladiolus, which is a gladiator sword blade. Yeah. It has uh, a ziphoid, which is a tip. So okay. this is the handle, which is up by your mouth. Okay. This is the, the tip, at the, which is at the bottom. A lot of people come in after they've lost weight and they're scared to death because they, they feel this thing. It's, it might be a tumor or uh -huh. something. It's just their ziphoid process that can finally be felt once the fat pad goes away. Really? Yeah, that's really, that, that really is an honest fear that some people have. Huh. And so it's a sword. But look, the direction of the sword comes out of your mouth. And goes down. Yeah. And in Revelation, it says that the, that the sword goes out of the Lord's mouth I think three times, several times. Okay. And so that's the sword that comes out of his mouth, and the sword is a power instrument. Yeah. And he said, all power and authority is, is, I give unto you. So that's the power. Okay, you can, you can hack your way to Fort Knox mm -hmm. and get up right up to the door, and you can defeat all the machine guns and all the mines and all the, the booby traps and get to the door, yeah. but you, you don't have any authority. Okay. You have to have an authority. Okay. And so the authority is the password to get into a, to a, a, a computer, or it's the combination for the lock, or it's the key. Hi, I'm David Reeves, host of Wonders Without Number. Like what you're seeing? You can find so much more on the Creation Superstore. You'll find over a thousand books, DVDs, and other quality resources on origin science, creation, and Bible history. Whether you're looking for nature documentaries, educational books, homeschool resources, or children's videos, we've got it all, so be sure to head over and check it out. Use this special promo code to receive 10% off your first order. We're looking at all of these patterns here, mm -hmm. and yet this is just in a skeleton. You might say dry bones. Right. All right. Ezekiel talks about dry bones. Let me read that really quick. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. He talks about flesh appearing and sinews appearing and dry bones coming to life. Mm -hmm. So is that, is that literal? Is that parable? How, what, how do you explain this? Everything in the Bible that looks like it could be literal or looks like it could be figurative, yeah. it's probably both. <laughs> okay. Just because I'm right doesn't make you wrong. Just because you. you're wrong doesn't make me right. Yeah. And two rights make a right, so there you go. Now, speaking <laughs> of right, there's the key is on the right side. Now, authority is seen when King Hezekiah had a really bad deep stater called Shevna. 
-hmm. and he was trying to do bad things to his administration. He was trying to unseat him. He was he was he was embezzling funds. He was not giving people the money that had been allocated to them, and Eliakim mm -hmm. is appointed to take his place. Okay, and so Eliakim gets the sword of Eliakim. He gets the power. Okay, but he also gets the authority, and King Hezekiah says says that God says to him, I will give him the key of David. That's the authority of the King David, who, and Jesus sits on David's throne. That gives him the authority of the key of David. Ah. I will give him the authority, the key of David, and put it on his shoulder. On well, his that, shoulder? That sounded interesting to me because this bone right here, yeah. we'll pick the right bone. Okay. Because I happen to have a right clavicle loose. <laughs> this is a right clavicle. Yeah. And it's called a clavicle because Clavichord is a keyboard instrument. Yeah, it has keys on it. Okay, and this is a small key in the in, in the early in, in the early years of, of keys and locks, because it would go through the lock, uh -huh. and then it would lift the bolt, and then you could open the door. So this wow. is this is this was the key you take it's with a you because it's a it's it's a lever that opens the, the the bolt on the other side of the door through a hole. Yeah. So this is the key of David, but it happens to be on his shoulder, and the muscle that comes off the shoulder on the front. It's called the deltoid because it looks like a delta, which is a D, which is a Daleth in yes. Hebrew, yeah. which looks like uh, the symbol for Delta Airlines, looks like a delta of a river, it's triangular. Yeah, like triangular. And then there's a bone on the back here called the scapula okay. or the shoulder blade, and it's triangular. Okay. So you have a triangular bone, you have a triangular muscle, and then you have this crooked thing that looks like the letter Vav. This, is a, this looks like a Hebrew paleo letter Vav. Oh, okay. So you have triangle, Vav, triangle. You have triangle. You have del, D, Daleth, Vav, D. Daleth. Yeah. That's D-V-D. There are no vowels in Hebrew. That so is you David. spell David, D-V-D. Daleth, wow. Vav, Daleth. David. Okay. Technically, if it's going to be real Hebrew, yes. it has to be David. David. Right, which means beloved. <laughs> so this, this is the key of David, and it's on his right shoulder. Now, yeah. the Levites were not allowed to eat the left shoulder of the lamb. They okay. could not eat the left side okay. because there is no such thing as leftiousness, only righteousness. <laughs> now, I don't know whether they put that together, but I did, uh -huh. and I like it. And so the key of David is, uh, is, is physically put as a parable on your shoulder. Yeah, that spells out David, or beloved. If you look, and the only way you can read it, okay. if you read it on my shoulder, from my right shoulder, yeah. Yeah. to read Daleth, Val, Val's in the back. And the Dalith in the middle. So, yeah. So, How do you? So, so, so the other Dalith, the other D is in the back. So the only way you can read it on me is if I tilt over this way. Now you can see both. Okay. So you, can, you only become beloved and author, authorized and given the key of David in the worship surrender position. Oh, wow. And it's, it's all poetically put here, just wonderfully. It's all in our bodies right now. Right now. And, and yet we take, we take that for granted so often. And there's a rising number of suicides, veteran suicides, teen suicides. There, there's so many atrocities that have taken place in the world. Uh, guns and violence, everything you can think of. And yet, so many people believe that they're nothing more than accidents, happenstance. When they walk around with the key of David literally imprinted on their right they shoulder. They are loved of God, beloved. I had a drug addict who was crying out for, said, no one loves me, no one loves me. But he had a tattoo of Jesus on his right, on his, on his right shoulder yeah. uh, on the cross. Wow. And he says, nobody loves me. I said, yes, somebody does love you. He's tattooed on your shoulder. <laughs> what? Yeah, look, look, you had somebody do that. Yeah. I have no idea whether that made an effect or not. I hope it did. I think it did. I pray for him. But in Matthew uh, 
13, verse 34, it says, all these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables. Yeah. And without a parable spake he not unto them. That means he never didn't use a parable. Hmm. That's important. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. And that's from Psalm 78, verse two. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter dark sayings of old. Things that have been kept secret since the foundation of the world are being revealed. Right. We, our common belief is that we will resurrect from the dead like the dry bones yeah. and physically stand on the earth. Job says, though after worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God and I will stand on the earth. Hallelujah. Job says that. Amen. And that's Old Testament. We appreciate it, Dr. Chuck. Hatikva means the hope. That's the what hope. this is about. That's what it is about. You know, on day six, man was made in the image of our Creator, fully formed, a genetically perfect, intelligent being. And the book of Genesis informs us that God Himself walked and talked with Adam and Eve in the garden. Well, since that time, a lot of things have changed, but He still wants to walk and talk with us by way of the Holy Spirit. How's that possible? It all begins by talking to Him. You see, Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, and you can ask for that sacrifice to be applied to your debt. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead to pay for your sins. If you've made that decision, write us here at David Reeves Ministries and let us know. We want to offer our support in every way possible. I'm David Reeves, and I want to remind you, keep looking up. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of the TV show Creation in the 21st Century on TVN and the Heavens Declare video series. Each week we talk about breaking discoveries in science which reveal that our Creator, the God of the Bible, has left a pattern of His fingerprints throughout the universe. Engage with other like-minded believers through the Creation Club. This website offers thousands of articles written by scores of authors in multiple languages. Sign up to get our free monthly magazine delivered to your door. Want more? Genesis Science Network is our free 24-7 TV network, reaching millions of people around the world on internet, Roku, Fire TV, and mobile devices. Shop over a thousand books and videos on the Creation Superstore, the world's largest origins-related store. Visit our Wonders of Creation Center and sign up for email updates to have encouraging articles sent straight to your inbox. Like us on Facebook for daily inspiration and education regarding science and the Bible.